episode of the bag ladies podcast welcome back guys yeah hello, hello. Huh. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> always good for a run melinda uh, i think you have given us a little bit of a melody in every episode so far corinne mm. i'm i have it so that when we sync all of the episodes into one it's a whole song and y'all don't even know oh, oh yeah. wow you better be a genius you better be a musical genius yeah i'm i'm stacking i'm doing parts y'all gonna Ooh. find out we're gonna combine okay. all the episodes and it's about to be a beethoven sish it's about okay. to be good okay yeah. i'll see you Ren. Hello. all right well welcome everyone happy for you guys to join us today yes and i think today we're talking everything friendship Friendship. Adult friendships, making friendships, how mm. it's been, the journey. Yes. I know all of us are in different life stages, mm -hmm. 30s, 40s. Mm -hmm. Some of you guys might be college, 20s. Mm -hmm. So should we just jump right in? Let's, Let's jump, in. jump right in. Deep in. That's literally what it feels like. I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, Let's start with like a very light question. Okay. okay. With just friendships in like the last decade for everyone. How's okay. it been? I think all of us have been, no, you've been in Nashville for nine years, mm -hmm. but every one of us, have, all of us have been in Nashville for at least the last 10 years, yep. aside from Corinne. What's the friendship journey been like? I've had, I know for me, I've had pockets of friendships here and there. Mm -hmm. Some of my good friends have moved away. Some have taken jobs in other states now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've gone in and out of just different communities and groups yeah my yeah. church that i've gone to has really informed a lot of those friendships mm -hmm. um but i feel like for the last three four years it's been pretty steady yeah i have a really great friend that um moved to dc she's an mm -hmm. attorney she moved to dc um and then i've got another great friend that you some of you guys know joy yes, yes. Joy, we, we love, love you. you joy she's the best she, she's the bestie and we, we're going on i think 10 years but outside of her, mm -hmm. I feel like most of them have been newer in terms of like the last five years mm -hmm. um, that have been consistent. I think um, for me, when I moved to Nashville, I had just finished living abroad and I had these super close friendships that were forged super quickly. And then all of a sudden, we're split across the world mm -hmm. and maintaining those friendships, losing some of those friendships, just time and space, nothing else. While also moving here, knowing immediately that if I was going to survive moving to Nashville, I needed to make friends again. It was this whole thing with, I gotta be vulnerable again. Mm. I gotta ask people out for coffee again. Like I gotta tell this, the same story again. Like it's mm. just that whole, when you're starting over in a city, like it's, it's not just starting your life over, but like knowing that surviving means community means you have to start again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was not an easy task. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. Yep. Praise God. 
He's worthy. He is. Give him praise, Sharon. Hallelujah. Uh, well, I've, I've been here the longest, I guess, um, and I went to college in Nashville. So I made great friends in college, a group of them who are still my girls to this day, mm-hmm. um, who I've just done life with for over 20 years. So that's a gift for sure. But then I made this decision to go on a television show and make my life a lot more public. And I'm an, I'm a very introverted person by nature already. Um, so trust is like a, it's an uphill battle for me. But then putting my life out there and um, realizing that even some of my old friends I couldn't trust anymore. Mm. Figuring out how to make new ones was Jeez. quite the journey for me because friendship requires trust friendship requires vulnerability and I wasn't um I didn't handle fame well (laughs) because it was Mm -hmm. a lot it felt like a lot Mm -hmm. and so the beginning of it I was not handling well and so if I got burned one time I just assumed everyone else was going to burn me Mm. um so I just um I feel like I've just come around to making true friends um, maybe five years ago. And wow. we're 15 years post-idol at this point. So wow. Like, but it took me, like, forcing myself to do community, forcing mm-hmm. the introvert in me to, like, show up to spaces. Mm-hmm. And it took me being willing to be vulnerable even if it came back to bite me. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, even yes. it, like, it was just a risk. Yep. And I'm so glad I took it, especially yeah. with y'all. Yeah. Uh, y'all didn't really give me a choice, to mm-hmm. be honest. But, um, and didn't. And and won't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, I, I don't know, I'm still learning. I feel like um, Corinne is kind of my barometer on that. She's mm-hmm. so good at making friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I do not understand how you're mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Like, how are you... I I feel like when I'm making friends with people, like, I'm giving them a piece of myself, and then I feel like I don't, I don't necessarily get it back. Mm-hmm. And so there's only so much to give. You, on the other hand, are able to, like, spread it amongst... I don't know how many people Mm -hmm. and they're like genuinely great friendships Mm -hmm. and I help please. (laughs) How How you be doing that? How you do that? (laughs) You know what? And this is a fun fact and I don't know if many people know this, but I actually growing up was very alone. I didn't have many friends. My friends were my next door neighbors who we grew up to with each other. So we call each other cousins Outside of that, I didn't have friends until, like, I would say the eighth grade. I was very shy, very alone. I was also, like, the youngest, um, the second to last youngest in my family growing up in New York. So when we would have these family outings, I was always by myself because I had no one to talk to. And all of the cousins were around the same age, so they were doing their own thing. And I... In being alone for so long, I learned to observe people and I learned to look at just different dynamics and how people interacted. And uh, as I sort of came out of my shell a little bit more, you know, once I started high school and we moved to Florida, I um, decided that I was going to be brave 
and I decided that I was going to be the friend that I always wanted mm. for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that carries me into adulthood because mm-hmm. I get the stings of loneliness and I, I get not being invited to things and feeling the rejection of that, but also realizing that people don't realize that you exist, you know? Mm. Mm. I get those feelings and those were deep, hard feelings that I had to um, deal with. And sometimes it still rears its ugly head, which is very bizarre to say as much as I have people that love me and as much as I'm surrounded by such a great tribe of human beings, there are moments where I still feel lonely and there are moments where I feel like, you know, like I am rejected in some way and they're just, you know, little things still attached to, to my past, but it reminds me also, it, it remains a constant reminder of like, Hey, there are other people that feel this way mm-hmm. and they don't have what you have. And so I always try to approach things with seeing people who seem unseen in different mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when I was touring and we'd go all over the place, the people that I would talk to were not the artists or like, I mean, part of that was my job, but I didn't look forward to any of that. What I looked forward to was like the security people, Mm -hmm. the people who did catering, um, because it represented a lot of my own family, um, growing up, you know, they're in the service industry and I saw them just being ignored. Mm -hmm. Like my dad was a taxi cab driver in New York and he was just a person to drive them from point A to point B. There was no humanizing what my mm. dad did, you know. And so as I approach friendships as an adult, I just always thought of baby Corinne and how baby Corinne just always wanted a friend. And I just decided to be brave and get the friend that I've always wanted. So mm-hmm. the people that I've somehow by some crazy miracle, that's how I know God exists. I have these amazing people in my life because they're the friends that I've always wanted and the friends that I didn't even think were possible to have when I was like, my little brain would never think that I would have a friend, let alone so many different pockets of friends, but it's very difficult. You know, they don't give you a manual after you graduate college, if you went to college or maybe you just finished high school and you're out in the world. Like they don't say, Hey, here's a uh, 10 step plan on how you need to market yourself. Mm-hmm so that people like you and you make friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just got to be in these streets, just yep, like yeah. out here, exposed, like, yep. mm-hmm. and praying that the right people see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also making sure that I'm attracting the right people by how I choose to live my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's, it's a very bizarre thing. The friends that I have, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But then when I think about what I wanted for myself as a child and what I want people to feel so they don't have to feel that sting again, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So it wasn't easy. It was really hard. <laughs> yeah. I fa- you got you fail a lot until yeah. you find like the good ones don't come in the first batch. You're lucky. <laughs> you get you you know, you might be get lucky with one or two, but um, those first few batches, especially when I moved to Nashville, like Nashville was is a hard place to make those relationships because it's such a transient town and because it's a music city it's almost like what can I get out of you mm, yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing transactional. it's very transactional and I had no idea about that when I moved 
here. Mm. I don't know it was a music town. I knew there's some country music, but I didn't think it was a thing, <laughs> like a, a huge deal. Yeah. And then when I moved here, it is it's just in everything. It's in the coffee, it's in the in the salt water, <laughs> it's in everything. That's salt all, water. We don't have an ocean, we but don't. it's in the lake, it's in the Cumberland <laughs> River, it's everywhere. And so I found that like, okay. The thing that I know to do is to build community. You know, you're either going to get it in your workspace. If you're part of, of a church, you know, that was one of the easier places to get it. And that actually was one of the hardest for me because, like, being in Nashville, everyone's in the music industry. I was a paralegal. There's no point of connection um, with people. And so when people would find out that I was a paralegal, had no connections to the industry, not even a musician, anything... There, I would get Nashville, which is like a term where oh. you keep seeing the person, and every time you see him, you're like, "Oh yeah, we should grab coffee." Oh, let's get coffee. And there are people. It's it's nine years in. We still haven't grabbed coffee, Dang. and it's all right. I forgive you because you missed out, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Um, yeah. but Facts. yeah, so that was like a really hard thing because I didn't come from that, and I was luck- lucky enough. I had the best community in college. Like we're all still very involved in each other's lives. The best thing Apple did for us was increase the group text limit because now we're all in one little thing and it's amazing and we're all so very close. And I got to see them be friends to each other just from my observing eye growing up and I got to Mm -hmm. be a part of that and I wanted that wherever I went. I, I saw how it made me better. And so when I moved to Nashville, I thought maybe I can do that again. Mm-hmm. And I, it, mm-mm, mm-mm, it didn't, I see that you guys see the results, but it was actually very difficult and I fell flat on my face a lot and things didn't mm-hmm. pan out the way I had hoped them to be with some relationships. But then there's also seasonal yeah. relationships yeah. that we can even segue into just yeah. like being okay with letting go of a friendship for a season because it's run its course mm. and I think the hurt came for me because I didn't want to let it go yeah. and I was trying to hold on and we're going in opposite directions and I was the one getting hurt not because of anything they did but because I didn't know how to let go mm. um, and so long story short I just wanted to be the friend that I always wanted for myself yeah. and that's just how I, I go about making relationships which causes me to always be better and try to hold myself accountable because there's times where I fall short and I say crazy things and you know and I'm also always growing I know you feel like you've probably been talking for a minute, but I had one more question. I know, I just, I know you, okay, but can I? I was hoping to share, okay. Okay, and then Sharon, I just really want to know this one really fast. Do you, um, is it exhausting? Like, uh, you, I feel like you're so great with so many Mm -hmm. of us that how do you take care of yourself in the the midst of that and have the capacity to be such a great friend to so many? It's funny that you say that. I don't think that I'm a great friend to so many. Not, I don't, let's check it. Let's check it. I know the last episode we're talking about, we say crazy things and everybody comes. Just let me finish. Okay. Um, I, I think there were, (laughs) there was a point where I was making so many connections that I actually wasn't being a good friend to, to people. And I was wearing myself thin and the why behind those friendships was because I just wanted to have friends, but 
there was also this why of like feeling the need that I have to have this quantity to feel seen by people. And so it was to my detriment um, to some degree. So I had to scale that back. Right. And so as I started making friends here, I found myself, I feel like I was sort of falling into that trap again where I, there's, there's too many, there's the bowl is full. Mm-hmm. Like if I put the spoon in, things will spill over. Yeah. Um, as much as I want to invest and enjoy, things will spill over. And so I had to actually learn how to take a step back from what I had and then look at it and say, okay, where's the quality in this grand scheme of awesomeness that I have? But where's the quality where like when I'm with these people, I can just be. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, like, it's not exhausting. Because what was happening was I was exhausted. Mm. I There was always something happening. There's always a party, always a something, something. And I was physically, like, emotionally just exhausted. And I didn't want to recreate that wheel that I did in the past where I was having all these friends. Yes, I love them. Um, But it was also this root issue of, like, like I said, feeling the need that like the quantity of friends added value to who I was as a person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was like this moment, I think it was around the time that like you started coming to our church and Sarah, I think you had just moved maybe 2016, 2017, where I decided that like, I need to restructure some things here. I need to look because I am burnt out. I can't show up in ways that I want to show up for this friend because I was out here doing all this stuff with these other friends Mm -hmm. and now I'm, I'm not the friend that I, I wanted to be Mm -hmm. like, you're just getting the frame work of me, but not all of me. And so for that reason, because I was tired, I just said, no, I stepped back from everything. Mm -hmm. I stepped back from everything. I stopped serving at our church. I stopped showing up at parties. I just needed to, I can go on extremes too. Like just shut everything down. We're going on vacation We're (laughs) we're doing in service holidays. We're going to figure it out and come back better. And so that's what I, that's why I said, like, I feel like sometimes I'm not a good friend because sometimes I, I, I can wear myself thin by having so many different connections that I'm super blessed by. But because of that, I have to say no to certain things that maybe if I had more time, I could say yes to and show up and be present for you in celebrating. I think maybe that's the healthy balance. Mm -hmm. Now it's way better. That's I, it wasn't, it used to be a problem, but there's levels to it. There's levels. I think with what you were just describing, I, I kind of interpreted, interpreted it as you have to really decipher like who is like the, the best friend group, the ones that really you could be authentic with, transparent with, who's an acquaintance, mm-hmm. who's, someone's cool, but they're an acquaintance. They're not yeah. like, on an intimate level yep. emotionally. Yes. So there's there's levels to friendships. I think 100%. it takes time to figure that out. Yeah. And yeah. seasons. I don't mm-hmm. know, like Tyler Perry was um, like at the end of one of his Medea plays, he just got up and started talking about how relationships are like trees. Mm-hmm. And some people are the roots of the tree. Mm-hmm. Some people are the trunks, some are the branches, mm-hmm. some are the leaves. They fall mm-hmm. off. And so... Wind blows, they go. They go. Yeah, so... It, fall and it doesn't make 
any of it less beautiful. Yeah. All of it plays a part. All of yeah. it brings the beauty yeah. together, yes. but it's not all meant to be there forever. Yes. And I think that has helped me even yes. in friendships to be like, if this does yep. go away mm -hmm. and you were a leaf and mm -hmm. it's the fall uh -huh. and you need to go, yep. you're still part of the process. Yeah. And 100%. even when you fall, you are nourishing the roots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That yeah. will happen from here on out. So, yeah. It's beautiful. No, I was just going to say, like, even in talking about um, being burned by people or experiencing hurt in friendships, one thing that I've learned about God is a lot of times he uses the thing that's hurt you to then bring healing. Mm -hmm. So if it's a friend that's hurt you, a lot of times he's going to bring a new friend that's going to bring the healing. But a part of that process is opening yourself up to being vulnerable again to even yeah. have the friend to yeah. receive the healing. Because in our human minds, it's like, uh... But a person hurt me, so I need to isolate and be by myself, and mm -hmm. never make so friends that again. a person right. can't hurt me again, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's the answer. That that makes sense in my head, for right? Sure. <laughs> According to God, that ain't that ain't it. Right. It's mm -hmm. okay. Cool. That happened. But watch when I bring this person around. Mm -hmm. Watch the healing that happens from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then also. Sometimes those things do happen in relationships because they're actually necessary to reveal things within you that are not okay, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean yep. that that friendship needs to end, mm -hmm. um, but it also means that it just you got to do some work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You thought things are not okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever. <laughs> no, 100%. I'm saying that personally. Like, I don't I've had to go care through for that. this conversation. <laughs> no. I fully have like burned a bridge that I look back on and, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have burned that bridge. Yeah. Like, yep. and it, like, I think about it every once in a while and it like hurts. I'm mm -hmm. like, God, I repent and I repent again because I should have just in that moment had the emotional <laughs> intelligence or humility or whatever to just deal. Mm -hmm. And instead I burned a bridge. Like you, you burned the bridge because you walked away without resolving it first or what does that mean yeah like okay. i just straight up just shut down mm -hmm. the person was dead even though they're not dead mm -hmm. they were dead to and you they were dead to me mm -hmm. like i was very shocked by my ability to look through a person wow mm -hmm. wow and and i'm like i'm a pretty friendly person and it takes a lot to get me there but when i was there man oh man and what it and then I remember when I moved here, I think within a year, uh, God was like, I oh, mean, I learned so much through this thing. First, uh, when it first happened, like a year later, God was like, um, you keep praying for them to change, but the prayer needs to be for your heart to change. Mm -hmm. And... It was like, you keep saying, I forgive you, I forgive you to them versus you need to say, I'm sorry, and will you forgive me? And it goes back to that same thought. <laughs> I am not enjoying this conversation, <laughs> but great. This is great for you. But <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever read the book, The Shack. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that thing tore me up, but it's that 
saying that those chapters where it talks about uh, judgment Mm -hmm. and God's like, well, which of my children am I going to judge? And he said, instead, oh, tears. And he said, instead of placing the punishment on them, I'm going to take the punishment myself. Mm -hmm. And that's where I learned I died for them too. Because in my head, I was like, God, you have to be on my side. Mm -hmm. You can't be on their side and love me. And he's like, I died for them too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been a lesson and I, and I'm, I grieve that friendship. I really, really do. Um, because we were so close and, um, yeah, but I've learned a lot since then. So just even seeing how in pain, but on the other side of that was the ability to have friendships like you guys, like my friend Victoria. I got to shout out my girls, Amber, Nicole, Carmen, Rashida, Hope. Like I would not be alive without them. Like the last time I was about to attempt suicide, I made the, oh, that's another story for another day. Sorry. I just casually dropped that. You did a little bit. I'm yeah, so sorry. Sorry, we're moving on. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was in college and I told my friend Carmen, uh, I was like, yeah, well, I was going to do this thing, but I didn't, so I'm good. <laughs> and um, she was like, I'm telling our pastor. And I said, if you tell, I won't be your friend anymore because <laughs> I'm dramatic. <laughs> what? And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> And then she told on me, like, quote, unquote, told on me. And I legit, I didn't talk to her for two weeks. I was so dramatic. And then she got in my face and was like, we're not doing that. And it saved my life because that started me on the process of getting counseling, getting help, et cetera, et cetera. So I just had to shout out those girls because I've seen friendship and hard friendship Mm -hmm. and vulnerable friendship literally saved my life yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great. <laughs> this is all so good um okay bless it um for me friend i love friends because i love people but i also have had to learn that i can't be everybody's friend because i want to be everybody's friend in the world mm. um but I don't have that capacity. It took me a long time to realize that. Mm. Mm. I lost a lot, Jal. God redeems. But but with that is because I love people, I will put myself out there, and I still do, because I know that there's a chance that, in friendship anyway, um, I know that there's a chance that, like I know it's a risk, and I know that what I'm giving might not be returned. And I'm like, that's okay. Because I'm not giving to receive, I'm giving because I love to give. Um, but in that, I've definitely, like Corinne, what you're talking about in you know <laughs> making new friends, it's hard. You like took a lot of L's, 100. Mm-hmm. percent I've gone on a lot of coffee dates in Nashville. Child, that led to nothing. Do you know? I lost seven dollars. Child, every time on that latte. On that latte. You can't get no latte for five dollars. That Cuban at Crema, though. I mean, that's kind of worth it. It's worth it every time. Even if I'm sitting by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they stand. I've gone to dinners (laughs) at houses that kind of been weird. (laughs) (laughs) 
What? <laughs> just weird in, in the fact. Wait a minute. She just casually dropped this stuff. Weird what? in the fact. <laughs> what, what, and meeting friends. And this is because okay. for me, I've been in Nashville for 18 years. So my friends, when I first moved here, came from college. And then they all moved away with the exception of like one shout out to Rachel love you girl but she lives far away mm-hmm. she lives in in past past Bellevue I always tell her when I drive to her house I feel like I'm driving to Memphis um it's just a little so far so far um and then another friend moved back but I had to make friends again because everybody left so and I wasn't plugged like really planted at a church so I, the church I was regularly attending, I didn't meet any friends there. I tried, but it, it wasn't possible. So I would, you know, go to like workout classes and stuff like that. And I would meet people and I went to this dinner one time. And it was, it wasn't, it was, it was weird because like. <laughs> did you know these? Time out. I'm I not, did. That's I the did. first part. I did. Like I did. I did. what knew the stranger's did. invitation did right. you say? This was someone where we we go to we had been going so, to the class together okay, for, gotcha. for a while. Okay, cool. And they invited me over. I think the reason it was weird because it, it was kind of like a um uh what do you call it? A like setup? Like, huh? Yeah. What was yeah, it like yeah, Mary yeah, Kay yeah, setup? Yeah, no, 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 no. Like a, a blind date. Uh-huh. A blind date uh-huh. situation. Okay. And 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 so that's what made it weird. I feel I mean, knowing you, I feel like it was it, to the normal person, it would be obvious that it was. Not set up. Sorry. I, just... <laughs> I thought it was like they selling something. No. Uh-uh. I just feel like knowing you, it was probably very obvious that that's what the set was. No, it, no. I knew what it was. She told me. But the reason it was weird is because the attraction wasn't there, I think, for either of us. So that made it weird because you have the friends that are like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Um, so they and, set you up on a blind date and you weren't Maybe say clothes? awkward no. and not weird. And so you okay, awkward. We'll go okay. with that. Yeah. Because weird. Oh no, this this was like a setup, like dinner time. Like we're going and to And you were having dinner. dinner with these people that set you up? Like it was them and then they invited the At two friends house. that they okay. thought would be okay. great. Oh, the two friends that they thought would be great together, which... I'm very grateful for that. That was very kind. Did you know that that was happening? Yeah. Okay. But it was, but it was weird because it just, it it didn't pan out that way. Like we, we weren't attracted to each other. So it turned out to be weird. And then I ended up not being friends with the people. I'm going to be real. Uh, Your story was (laughs) anticlimactic. I'm going to be real. Okay. I didn't because, want to tell it. Nah, y'all, y'all no, ass. because you said weird. That yes. ain't weird. That's just y'all ain't connect. I thought you going to say oh, like no. magic tricks. That, yeah, that's it. He like, ain't do nothing. No, you just weren't attracted to him. That's it. And so then, you were set up on a blind date and it didn't go well. I, that's what I, I'm saying. everybody. We were set up for this story. No, but you set up you the, the story okay, like it was something epic. Because I used the wrong adjective. I should have said awkward. No, um, that's still not well, the right one. Seriously. Okay, anyway, I've gone to dinners at people's houses that didn't pan out well. But, but okay. are you still oh, oh, where so we, No, we're not. We're not friends. Okay, I guess it, yeah. that's okay. what that conversation So but what, the whole it. point of so me sharing that part. is that you have to put yourself out there and do go on the dates, the, the coffee dates and the dinners and all the things. Wait, even though you, you don't might. end up being friends. Yeah. Yes. So quick, quick question. Were you friends with these people for a little bit? Or was this like they just met you and they she connected worked you? Out with we them. were friends for from how working long? out. For how long? I don't know. Several months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't work. a day. 
It was several months. Okay. But I was also in my early 20s, too. So there's that part. I mean, out here in the I 20s. mean, it was, it's hard not have, the whole point is hard not having friends. You are very trusting. Mm. You are. You sure are. I knew that it was safe going to the house. The fact you never get kidnapped so. is amazing okay. to me. It's Excuse a you, Miss Italy, about to walk off right, with the man. Exactly. <laughs> you were not, we Wait. were not going to get kidnapped. <laughs> And you guys were all very dramatic. I would like for us to me. pause at, because I wasn't in Italy, even though it was a bucket list place. I want to go. Oh, um, here we go. You don't but, have to do that every time. I'm going to do it every time. Um, but you were going to go with a random not man? Once, no, not it was once, a taxi cab twice. driver, but it Candace was, didn't feel right. It was not he. There was he no way he was a taxi cab driver. No, not a van. Oh, I didn't come out right. <laughs> no, he had Belinda, the white taxi the van. He, he, was, he was standing outside of his vehicle. All of the them were. No, ma'am. There, there is a designated. It was across the street. It was just across the street. He was like, you guys need to ride. Come follow me. But there was a designated taxi line. So he should have been in that. Yeah. And he was legit. Well, we were also looking for ATMs. So he was pointing that across the street. Yeah, because you were looking for ATM. No, she was looking for an ATM. She wanted to take cash out. And then she scrapped that whole idea because that got a bit chaotic. Yeah, she didn't want to follow up. Yeah, she didn't want to follow him. The man literally Mm -hmm. said, Oh, you need help? Come follow me. It was about to be a taken situation. And then Corinne said, You ain't taking me. Come follow (laughs) me. You ain't taking me. Yeah, he's got this. He's going to show us, guys. Come on. So you trying to get everybody kidding. Uh, if I'm going down, everybody going down. That honestly was one of my favorite Candace moments. Candace she was, was like, she was get mad. your friend. She, she, said, she, said, she said, you better get your girl. I was like, it is not that serious, Candace. Tell Corinne to get over Mm-mm. here. That was my Let's I ain't never got got, and I'm never going to get got. You were about to get got. You were about to Says you. The power of community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I'll, whatever. I'll take I the L. I did get invited to a family's house recently. That uh, no, I, your stories are rough, so this might be This good. is not a rough story. Okay. This is not a rough story. I got invited to a family's house, and I said yes before thinking, like, I don't actually, I guess I don't know these people. Was this your mm. first time ever hanging out with them? Yeah, so basically, I met them on Instagram. Mm. And so there should have been something in me that was like, should I? <laughs> They ended up being some of the most amazing human Aww. beings. Yeah. I had the best time. I don't I I don't recommend doing that by yourself. So maybe don't do that. But be open to new be opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe just not alone. Yes. Yeah, sure. Next time. They were all women, so I thought, oh, yeah. We're good. Mm-hmm. But there was a number of them. So mm-hmm. if they wanted to, wow. But they ended up the being Lord, they didn't. And amazing you all actually met them oh yay yeah. at the, at the show. show they were amazing oh, we they love were you awesome. ladies they were so absolutely great. awesome yeah so i've i've been trying to stretch myself a little more there's probably healthy you. ways to do that but yeah yeah, yeah thanks y'all mm. but can can i also just say Thank you to the lady that was trying to be a friend at that point. I don't want to seem like I wasn't grateful because I was. You talk about the lady that tried to set yeah. you up with we the went person. Because yeah. we one thing we about back. us now, nobody said fair. I just wanted to say I, I, I was very grateful for that. No, but it's an example that sometimes it doesn't pan out. But with that too is I have issues with confrontation. And in friendship, this this is going. This, I'm segueing into something else with friendship. Okay. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry. Like, okay. Like with that, okay. I didn't. I said, t- "Oh, nice to meet you. Great. Never see you again." I don't think I went back. Ever went back to the workout class. 
Sharon. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you threw the whole I thing away. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the because I felt bad because it didn't pan out how she thought it would. And um, and then I just never went back. She and I'm so sorry. Worse. I'm so, well, uh, it's okay, but it's all right. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Whoever you are and wherever you are, if you ever hear this, and if you remember me, you may not. Um, but I have issues with confrontation, so I never went back to the class and never said anything to her. But also in, like, <laughs> I know. Sorry, my brain just went, wait, you changed your whole life, your whole schedule? No, no. To avoid this one? No, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe I did yeah, go back. Yeah, you stopped and an entire workout, honey. I feel like I didn't go back. Maybe I, it was another reason I didn't go back because I did hurt my toe in that class. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just us. I'm so glad. I'm so glad for these microphones. It's recording. How device. did you hurt your toe? What type of class was it? Zumba? You rolled your big toe? Cause no. there's no equipment in Zumba. Yeah, you know? she did. <laughs> How'd you hurt your toe? Which toe? The big toe. Your big toe has taken several. Did L's, you step though. on it? No, I, I burst a blood vessel in it. Houseway. Dance stories. Just... <laughs> it's not. It's not important. That happened. It is very important. Did you put too much distribution on, on my toe? And my toe was like. Like hitting the shoe or whatever. That's because uh, you probably had the wrong shoes. Were too no, she never. Sharon, one wrong thing, shoes, one thing about I Sharon, she will not. The wrong shoes, and then I went to Brooks and got some real some shoes. Some USA July Fourth shoes. No, they weren't USA they July weren't 4th. The Pledge of Allegiance Time shoes. Out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Those shoes ain't never give me a blood vessel. Ooh. I, oh, wait a minute. I just said she that I had on the wrong said, shoes and I went and got Brooks that wait, wore, what shoes that, were you that wearing? didn't have a American flag. I honestly don't remember. They were flat. They had no arch. No, I don't. I, I really don't remember. They one, were athletic listen, shoes, just, but they weren't quality. One thing about Sharon is she but will always quality. wear the wrong shoes. Always. She not just always. recently started <laughs> wearing always. proper shoes. This is not true since y'all have met me. I haven't well, always done them my whole life. Remember when you tried to walk down those rocks? Yeah, that was, that was, that was, but yeah. But when that, you had those pointy heels always, going down the rocks, but that's not always. You you rolled your ankle. I, the best I, no, no, part no, no, of that no. story is you she said always she no, put on those heels. She was wearing flats. Yeah. She put on to the heels. A point. I would like to, to get walk back down to the, the point stone that I was talking stairs. about confrontation and friendship. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think your story had anything to do with friendship. It did. <laughs> I was trying to go back to confrontation. It had Me to having do with issues somebody with confrontation. Wrongly setting you up. Do you feel like you're better with confrontation now? Like I'm trying. I'm trying, but I believe that in friendship it's important because I do have like when Sarah was talking about that friendship that she lost. I've lost quality of friendships, like mm. people that I'm still mm. friends with, but the quality has diminished because you won't confront um, a problem. Because there are mm. things that happened That's fair. that yeah. wasn't properly confronted. Yeah. Mm. So we're still present Ooh, in child. each other's That's lives, good, but the quality of that friendship is not what it used to be. Um, you know, yeah. How do you fix that? Can it be fixed? Should it be fixed? Mm. For you. I am, yeah. I am. I'm gonna sit with myself personally, but anybody else still want to, you know? I mean, I think that? some friendships are worth it, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. you need to be honest with yourself if this is something that, like, is this friendship worth me 
saying something? And have we, mm -hmm. do we have enough equity mm -hmm. to have this conversation, number mm. one? Because sometimes friendships can't survive that kind of conversation, mm -hmm. depending on how deep it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. But the people who are most important to me, I will say, like, I don't like when you did that. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do that again. Yeah. I I we've did that had, with Corinne. Yeah, we've had we've had she we've said had those. Something. I didn't talk to her for a couple of weeks. She showed up. And I was didn't. like, now don't do that. I told mm -hmm. you not to, and mm -hmm. you did, don't do it again. And yeah. I knew she was mad and I was like, she'll come around, I'll wait. Uh-huh. And then we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think yeah. like yeah. because it's such a dear friendship to me, yeah. and it wasn't worth like not having the friend, and mm -hmm. it also wasn't that deep. Right. I just got in my feelings. But um I just think like when people are that important to me, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna step up and be like, yeah. "Can we talk this through? Right. Let's get to an understanding." And even if we don't end up agreeing at the end of it, at least mm -hmm. we tried. Yeah. For this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. So. Karen, you do be doing that really well. What? Just bringing stuff to the surface. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Appreciate you for doing that. You're good at having mm -hmm. the, the hard conversations, yeah. mm -hmm. which is why you're such a great friend. The facts yeah. are that I'm dying on the inside. I actually, but you do it, but you do it anyway, because, like you said, if it's worth it, yeah, yeah. then you're, then I'm willing to get in the ring with you. Mm -hmm. If it's worth it, mm -hmm. yeah. if it ain't, keep it, keep it moving. Uh, it's yeah. been real. I ain't gonna hold you, mm -hmm. but we moving on. Yeah, uh, but there's also a confrontation that you can't do if you have a lot of pride. Mm -hmm. And I've had confrontations where I had a lot of pride. And honestly, the confrontation was to prove that I was right. Mm. And it backfired mm. several times for me in my uh, younger years. And I had to learn from the sting of that, of how to do it in a way where the agenda isn't for me to be right, mm. but the agenda is for us to be right, mm -hmm. for us to be in right standing. <clears throat> and uh, Okay, Corinne. Mm. That was good. Come on. Okay, I think that's all I had. Mm, no, it's <laughs> not. Keep going. That was so good, though. Yeah. So, mm. but I can also say, like, Candace is also really, you're really good at, like, getting to the heart of an issue and you package it in such a way that like makes you go, huh? I mean, that was harsh, but now I'm thinking maybe she right. Um, and you're like really good at that. And maybe it's because you're, you're such a boss. You, you are at an upper echelon, um, in things and you have to be able to deal with conflict resolution in, in the position that you're in and seeing, how that trickles over into your relationships. It's actually very beautiful and it's very re redeeming um, because your heart is always to restore. Mm -hmm. It's never to tear down. You're always like, okay, how do we find a resolution? How do we, how do we move forward? Because I love you too much to, to have you stay here. Mm. Um, and so I feel like we all have our strengths and the confrontation comes in a way that's tailored to who we are. Mm -hmm. um, so like you said, if it's if the friendship is worth it, I mean, you guys are always worth it to me. Um, as hard as it is <laughs> to step into the ring, like I might get some punches, I might get some blocks, some resistance. Like at the end of the day, the goal is to be better. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And it was worth it. Yep. I may throw up afterwards from the anxiety, yes. but yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just part of the risk of friendship, too. Yeah. I feel like the greater the risk, the greater the return. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, not in the, like you meeting them in the alley type of risk, yeah. but like, no, like the risk is the vulnerability. Like right. you're choosing to partner with people who get to see you not just on the mountaintops, but mm-hmm. when you in the pit Yeah. and maybe it's a self-made pit too. Mm-hmm. And that's a harder thing because like you did this, mm-hmm. like it wasn't circumstance, like your choices put you here and to see people love you out of that, it makes you want it for the next person. Um, and so the return is just like, it's just so worth it. Like when you find those good eggs, man, yeah, you're willing to do whatever to protect them things. Yeah. You protect it with your heart, with your yep. life. If you need to, I mean, yeah. You already know, fight or flight, I'm gone. But mm. I'm yeah. thinking about y'all as I'm running. You know? you. And y'all better be running with me, <laughs> okay? Because we able-bodied, we running together. Uh, <laughs> I ain't picking nobody up. Um, but even, like, we can even circle back to, like, okay, the question is, like, you know, making friends as an adult and, and how hard that is. Like, how did we even meet each other? Church. 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 Yeah, but that's a very easy thing to say, but I literally can't pinpoint, like... I walked up to you because I saw a black person. Yeah. Okay. And you did that to me and so did Sharon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I always see Sarah. I was like, black person, hi. Yeah. Always see you. I'm like, black person, hi. Yeah. I'm like, when we first yeah. became friends, there weren't, like, no, a lot of black people. There weren't the a lot. So yeah. it's like, it was sometimes Sharon. you walk mm-hmm. into spaces that's where you are the only one or you're, you feel, you feel like you're the only one. Like, it's just peppered in there very ever so slightly and yeah. so every once in a while you look for common ground mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. and you have the common ground of Jesus with everyone mm-hmm. um there's something about like oh my gosh uh, there's a there's another black mm-hmm. person here mm-hmm. and we have the common ground of this being our place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just I don't know it meant something so I literally just was like hi black person mm. I wonder is that something that and I'm not going to ask the question, like, is it harder for, like, a minority to make friends or anything like that? But the question would be, like, what about seeing someone that looks like you make you gravitate, like, in a sea of people who don't? Like, what makes you want to risk it all? <laughs> like, uh, oh, Sarah. Hi. Right. Hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I mean, for me, like I you think almost seem braver doing that than like mm-hmm. being in a sea of people that you don't know. Like that's way harder than, right? I think so, but I also think like um, most of my life has been in spaces where I'm the only black person. Um, a good a good amount of spaces that I've been in have been that, or there are just maybe a couple of us, and. Um, I have enjoyed those spaces, and I've made great relationships in those spaces and it's been awesome and then it's also been amazing to connect with the other lone Mm -hmm. person who looks like me and be like okay we also share something in this space Mm -hmm. and I I don't know I think that's just a gift it doesn't feel like a challenge to me it just Mm -hmm. feels like oh somebody else is here and we can do this together along with the room full of people who don't look like me. Yeah. So it's not even like detaching from mm-hmm. anyone. It's just finding 
even more common ground to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like an upgrade from the nod because <laughs> like I had this conversation with someone um, just about why would you why would you even put yourself in a situation where you are one of the only, if not the only black person there? And my response to them was, you do realize it's a conscious decision, right? Right. Like yeah. I'm not over right. here like unaware that I'm the only person or only black person here. Right. And so for me, like seeing you ladies in a similar space means that you probably have had a similar thought process hmm. and similar, if not, not the same background, but like similar where I'm like, you know what it's costing me to keep showing up here. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all, I think, see the beauty of interacting with the entire world around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know that this group sees the beauty in that. Mm -hmm. And that's a connection automatically. Mm -hmm. And when I see you in that space, I'm like, you, you want to interact with everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Let's do this. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, mm, that's so good. Because... The, I think the easy way out is to segregate. Yep. And sure. that one hundred percent. But you miss out on so, so much. So yes. And that was like that was my grief with Nashville for my first it felt like my first year. I was like, Nashville is so segregated. Like mm -hmm. it's like I feel like the only black men I see are homeless on the street. Like or unhoused on the street. And I it bothered me for a long, long time. And I'm like where are where are we and what has happened here and so discovering people discovering you ladies changed the game in so many ways it's mm -hmm. like oh man we we're in this together you're not alone yeah i don't know that's just where i'm at. i would say i'm really grateful for our church and fostering um community because th i mean that's where my my this new round of like solid friendships really came from was from was from the belonging um you know i'm not going to start calling names because i'm going to forget somebody um <laughs> but but basically i'm really grateful for our church because it fosters community and the friends mm -hmm. that i've made there and that's where um you all have come from but i think too like when seeing each of you all it's i know that i'm going to be understood I'm not going to have to explain myself yeah. and I can like just fully be myself. So I think Corinne, going back to your point of like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like when you, when, when we, when you see another black person, it's like, I know I'm going to be understood, you know, and I know we're going to be able to relate culturally on different things where we can talk about the hard things, but we can also joke and laugh and have fun and do all of that without having to explain the joke or the movie reference or, mm. you know, all the things. We just keep, well, you Does probably do sense? need to explain it to me, but yes, yes, I understand. We'll always explain things to you, Melinda. Thank you. What are some... <clears throat> oh. <laughs> I mean, are we, we going to try this? No, we got to make it practical. Yes. Oh, okay. If we're talking oh, about, yeah, people. how to make... People can practically do to make friends as adults. Yeah. Very good. People are lonely as heck. Yeah, so how put do they put themselves out there? Out there? What does oh. that look like? Can I say... As a hardcore introvert, um, because I, um, I do not like going to things and being around people. Y'all know this. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
it can it can get lonely. I don't have many times where I feel lonely because I just like being by myself. But every once in a while, it could get lonely. And I basically just had to be like, Melinda, show up. Mm-hmm. Just yep. show up. You don't mm-hmm. have to show up to everything because that might take all your energy. But show up to something. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, our church had co-groups, community groups, you know, and one was in my neighborhood. And I was like, now you have no excuse. You can walk. <laughs> like, there's not like a, there's not like any excuse. Like, I don't want to drive that far. Or I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to go. Just, just go down the street and just try. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I stood in a corner mm-hmm. the entire time. And thankfully, people came over to me. Mm-hmm. But because I put myself out there and just said, I'm going to show up at least once, um, I, I still talk to those people. That co-group is not even together anymore, but those are still mm-hmm. some really, really special people mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's just by requiring myself to occasionally show up. Mm-hmm. And I say occasionally, because mm-hmm. y'all know most of mm-hmm. the time my answer is no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but every once in a while, it just has to be yes. It just has to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to break out of the loneliness and the mm-hmm. introvertedness of it all and, and not really having people. Yep. All the friendships, all the great friendships I've made since college have all been meeting someone where we discover we have something in common and then just going to breakfast, lunch, or coffee. Mm-hmm. Common ground? Every single one of them. It's, that will it's, always be. You, you meet someone at church. You meet one of my best friends I met at a mutual friend's party. And we just got to talking, found out we had things in common. We're like, oh, we should go, we should do breakfast. Went to breakfast the next day. But you actually followed through on that. Followed through on that, Because yes. that's yeah, the difference. So I'm just too. saying the thing that's in so common number one, is, show up. Number two, follow, follow through. through. Follow through. Like, be bold. And if that's weird for you, it's okay. But ask someone mm-hmm. a coffee. If you find someone that you think you have <clears throat> something in common with. It's, there's, you can't do it outside of that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I was just thinking through, like, praying for discernment or like in determining, okay, who here should I trust? Mm. Um, and I just would say, look, look for people where you can see the fruit in their life. Like, do you want what they have? Not like, not like, oh, I'm coveting what they have. Like for Corinne or for Sharon or for Candace or Melinda, I can always see people are going to be around them and they're going to be laughing and smiling. I, I want to be a part of that. Please, <laughs> pick me. I think I can trust that. And so it's you don't have to be creepy, but just like observing, okay, this person, they seem to always be smiling or always have joy. Or people tend to like want to be around them. Or when they leave, they feel good about themselves around them. Like, oh, that might be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Just And that's not saying like, I know for our church, because, you know, it's a bigger church and people are like, oh, that means I see you on stage all the time. I can come to you. No, pro- probably not. Don't don't be that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to me specifically, yeah. other people. No, I oh, geez. Basically, yep. don't Thank be you. lazy in making friends. Oh, like put in the work. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm sorry. That's straight to the point. Yeah, that's very good. Like, thank you. Because I was putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, because it, it really does take work. Don't go for the, oh, th- this person seems great. Let, they have a hundred friends. Let me be the hundred and first one. Yeah, nah. It's yeah. just looking at the fruit of people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And also, be wary of the bait you put out because you'll have to maintain it. Ooh. So be yourself. Oh, yes. don't, don't yes. try to be nothing yes. that you're not. Casually, yes. because you will attract the right people if That's you not truly the are you take. yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be performing your whole life and miserable, mm. my God, then you gonna get that's gonna be the fruit. So yes. be yourself. Yep. Be yourself. I mean, I think we we had some hard things that we had to learn individually in yes. different friendships and things like that. But I think. We were able to be ourselves. Yep. Yeah. We led with being That's ourselves. Yep. And um, if that wasn't enough, if someone is telling you that you being yourself is not enough, listen. Deuces. 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 Because they're telling you that you need to perform yeah. to fit into the their idea of who you should be. Mm. And last Mm-mm. I checked, that ain't that ain't what we doing. Mm-mm. I'm off yep. stage. Yeah, off yeah. The clock. Off the clock. Okay. So. Yep. And I would say be willing to take risks. Um, it's not always going to pan out how you want it to pan out. You may go after a friendship that you really want and it doesn't work. It's okay. Keep going forward for it. Um, and do the work, like do the work. Don't be lazy in wanting friends or being a friend. Um, don't be lazy, like do the work and invest in relationship and extend the invitation. Don't always wait on the invitation from someone extend it invite somebody out and and just take the risk love is being willing to be hurt again (laughs) you said what love is being willing to be hurt again Mm -hmm. yeah practical things you can do well that's it that's what we have for you guys we love you all so much nephews and nieces listen go out be a friend, make a friend, accept new friendships. You can do it. We believe in you. Yay. We love you. Your aunties. Nieces, nephews, cousins, what's up? This is Sarah with the Black Aunties Podcast. Look, you guys completely blew us away with how you have responded to our podcast. These last four weeks have just gone beyond what we could ever imagine it would. We're going to take a few weeks off, though, Now look, we're not going anywhere. We just wanted a little bit more time to cook up some new content for you. So if you missed an episode, now's your chance to get caught up because we have more in store. We love you and we'll see you in just a few weeks.